You are listening to the sounds of K-Bomb, K-B-O-M, Seaside City. You are about to listen to Spirit of 77. Heavy gigs in Seaside City. What is Spirit of 77, you may ask? It takes the best parts of a bad decade and makes a role-playing game out of them. Evil Knievel and Pam Greer. Alice Cooper and Bruce Lee. The Dukes of Hazard and the Six Million Dollar Man. And of course, Shaft. Spirit of 77 is a combination of muscle cars and Mack trucks, CB radios and Kung Fu fighters, cross-country road races and big scores in the big city with a killer soundtrack. Can you dig it? Now stay tuned to K-Bomb for Heavy Gigs in Seaside City with your DJ, Anton K. So last time on Heavy Gigs in Seaside City, we discovered that all sorts of nefarious deeds and strange happenings were going on in the Iron Crab District. And the strange strains of glowing green ganja had ties to some funky fungus that created calamitous crustaceans causing quite a dilemma in the dangerous delicatessence run by the Kaga and his conic clan of badass bakers and sold wheeling sous chefs. Anyways. That was a lot of alliteration. Thank you, sir. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> last episode ended with our cool cats coming face to face with some suit wielding goons led by Boris Anastasia Himdolf. An elderly woman that Buddy Wade punched square in the face. She deserved it, baby. She was gonna kill me, baby. I had to, I had to fight for my honor, Jack. Well, history's about to repeat itself, so why don't you, you know? We now join our episode uh, already in progress. Wow, who are who are all these turkeys, man? <laughs> man, it's don't look good. At this uh, at this point, we'll let's do some death there for a second because I'd like to insert a Zippo sound effect right here. The old woman is standing outside of her limo. Um, she's got uh, one hired goon holding an umbrella. She's got another hired goon standing next to her. Um, you can see close to 20 armed guards, all really muscle-bound and stoic. They're like trained golems, uh, waiting for a single to unleash a hail of bullets if given the word. And Boris lights her cigar. It's a she. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a skinny old... She looks to be about seven years of age, her hair is pulled back uh, in a tight gray bun on top of her head. She's wearing a uh, ankle-length black dress. She's got a, a belt on. It's got a large belt buckle. Uh, just typical metal class belt buckle. She has two incredibly large handguns and a couple of extra clips strapped to the belt. Um, and she's smoking a you know, pretty thick cigar. Um, but she, why, why is this little woman looking at you with like she wants to kill you. She's got hate. In, she's got hate in eyes for me, Daddy, and I don't understand why she tried to kill me, baby. But Buddy White put up his dukes, and he and he hit her square in the face. And I'm surprised she's walking. But you know what happens sometimes, baby. Sometimes I, you got a face. So this is Boris, huh? You got a face. Real Boris. Real makers. Uh, she looks. At you. She actually doesn't look angry at all. Um, she has a bruise on the side of her head, though. Now I am in a position to wonder some things. And I am hoping that this time when I ask for answers, I am not met with physical violence. You pulled a gun on me, baby. <laughs> you broke into a room that you were not invited into. No, nah, baby, I was I was there as a guest at that party, Jack, just like I told you, baby. 
but it was my apartment, and I did not invite you in. Them reefer addicts did, Jack. You can't trust them. As far as you can throw them, baby. Now, uh, let let us talk. She uh, she inhales on the Gurkha His Majesty Reserve cigar. That's for all you cigar buffs, if you actually uh, look it up. Do we really need to talk like this with guns pointed at us? I mean, There's I'm, no I'm... guns pointed at you. What are these goons for, baby? What you need all these extra men for? Just just you and me. You and, you and me, baby. Yeah, buddy ain't that dangerous. Trust me. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm a beat-up old man, Jack. The, so there's well, a... They're not valets and maids. He... She points to one. He is a maid. Uh, he is a maid. He is a valet. I believe he cleans up after my dog. What, you got that uh, man lifting furniture before he cleans the baby? Why he need to be that big? Ain't no need for that. They're, they're big dudes. They're really big dudes. Well, I thought I already met a Boris once earlier tonight. And that is why I am here. Because I am very confused. And I wanted to talk. Uh, I am Boris Anastasia Himdolf. Mm-hmm. And it has come to my attention... That my less than reputable younger brother, Yuri, has been strutting around making time with, and various deals in my name. Now, Yuri, smelly guy, ugly face, man. ugly mother, oh, ugly chump. <laughs> yes, that would be Yuri. Mm, has, yeah. he met with the, has he met with you? Oh, yeah, he wants to, wants to buy some hardware. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, she says, I see, and snaps her fingers. Um, all of a sudden, one of the suited goons produces a moleskin from the inside of his jacket and hands it to Boris. Uh, she begins to flip through it. She uh, holds her hand out, and another one puts a pen in her hand. And she taps it to her, her lips, hmm. not taking the eyes off the page. So, let me see. Uh, so far, he has met with uh, a chemist, a machinist, a uh, you, I'm guessing, are some sort of painter? I got guns, sister. <laughs> ah, uh, one who deals in the arms, then. So an arms dealer, a chemist, a machinist, and someone called Eben the Houndmaster. Ooh. Brains roll. Everybody. Like everybody? Yep. Oh. Your webcam down. That's a 13, Jack. I know, I know it all. Nice. Out some actual dice. I have some around or something. This is this is going to be kind of a, com- a combined roll. Oh, okay. I was going to say if we got that high roll, maybe I don't even have to find yeah. this. Combined roll. Oh shit. Then I guess I will roll. Yeah, that's why I want, I want everybody to pop a roll just oh, to see. Oh, I don't know there's, shit. There's, <laughs> there's levels. I don't know nothing about nothing. I don't even know who the hell these people are, man. Johnny, <laughs> that averaged out. Johnny, you don't know who you are, baby. <laughs> who am I again, man? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm not quite that bad, but I only rolled six. Just Bob's having to do the heavy lifting. I'm thinking just a second. Yeah. Nice. Okay. With okay. the negative one, and he scores a ten. So we've got a ten. Oh, a I get it. <laughs> I have I have different res- like I have different answers written depending on what you guys get. So let me just kind of go through here real quick. What was this dude's name? Eben. Eben the Houndmaster. The Houndmaster. Eben. So, I mean, I, I can make Eben. a educated guess about what he does. I've heard of him. Alright, so what you guys collectively know <laughs> uh, is Eben the Houndmaster is a well-known member of a motorcycle gang that makes its home near Pine Beach on the south side of the city. 
the motorcycle gang tends to work at a Vizgig Studios, uh, working as extras, stuntmen, bodyguards, and suppliers for celebrities, directors, and other members of Vizgig Studios' families. They supply, uh, that would be, this would be from the 10, uh, they supply uh, various narcotics as well as um, illegal forms of entertainment. Yeah, I, I, I actually ended up trying to get a job out of them one time, but uh, found out about some of the other stuff they were into, so I kind of passed on that. Not a fan of them myself. Yeah, they are the uh, their their sigil uh, on their rocker symbol is a um, it is a head of Anubis, uh, and they uh, they tend to uh, frequent you know dive bars and um, it's like skinny, head. skinny dog. Yes, um, and they they tend to be the guys that get hired when uh, the more reputable criminals don't want to get involved. These guys are kind of like the bottom feeders, thugs and goons, and they will, uh, they'll do anything for money, you know. Kidnap kids, kill people. Whatever. I don't like that, baby. That That is that is dirty pool, Jack. And Buddy White don't get down with stuff like that, Daddy. So yeah, you can see why I wasn't interested. When Boris looks up from the moleskin, do, do any of you know why he would be meeting with a... A hound the master? That doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, does it fit in with any of the, uh, He seems to have a grand plan, a machinist and, and weapons, and has he, uh, has it, I mean, forgive me for asking, uh, this is personal, but we kind of gotten into it now. Has there been some kind of sibling rivalry? Maybe he making a play on you? Uh, it, it is possible. Um, he has never been uh, happy that um, father left the business to me. Uh, he is what? What is word? Um, Ugly. Fucking idiot. Uh, yeah, I, p- I picked up on that. Yes, uh, he is not. He is not really brightest bulb. Um, I. Who is this houndmaster? I, I know what the machinist is. I understand what the chemist might be for. You being an arms dealer, clearly he wants guns for something. But uh, muscle, I'm assuming, because it's a, you know, it's a bunch of thugs. They 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 have kind of a front doing stunt work and stuff. But they're into they're into drugs and they're into all sorts of other stuff. And they're they're a bicycle gang. So uh, maybe that's just his, uh, you know, his muscle. Why don't you uh, ask him yourself? That would, I, that would I do not know where he is. That is well, well let me tell you where he's going to be in about three hours. Oh, now this could be interesting. It is warm out here. Could we go somewhere more comfortable to, to sit and talk? Well, you this picked this fine right here, I think. Okay. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm ready. To, I need to get out of here. I'm keeping my eye on night. I'm keeping my eye on this. Uh, let me tell you what. Why don't you have your big fellas there with you? Meet up with your brother right outside my club, right out back. Here like comes the accident. 7 a.m. <laughs> Very well. That is good. Um, okay. Um, um, on the, uh, the my apologies to you for my brother's misguided behavior, uh, he seems to uh, have been involved with some less than trustworthy members of your community and from the look of you, and you guys kind of look at each other, you're dirty, you're kind of cut up. Um, I may, already knew that. I didn't need to look around. You may have gotten into uh, a bit of predicament for whatever he has done. 
Um, I don't know, man. Vanessa's looking flawless. <laughs> this is what we call Monday, really. Um, so. Please allow me to uh, uh, compensate. And she goes to the trunk, and one of the guys opens the trunk. Come, come. Mm. You just kind of make those sounds as you walk along. It's like, yeah, anytime, there's, anytime there's large amounts of money possibly involved. <laughs> I got to change her hook. Motivation or whatever. Yeah, because I had it as she's searching for the truth, but it, it seems that she's always end up ends up being more interested in money right, yeah. or buzz. I guess it's called in this game. Yeah, the buzz. What I keeps you going? Her, her hook is that she trusts Buddy White to always tell her the truth. And I do, baby. Oh, okay. Anybody go look at the trunk? Yeah. Uh, as you near the trunk. I'm thinking of Repo Man right now. I just, I just hope I don't get pushed in it, Jack. You can, uh, <laughs> you can see that the trunk's been modified. It, uh, it holds close to 200 small, small gold bars. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, each is probably valued at close to five thousand dollars. That's gotta be a, that's gotta be a heavy do right there, baby. Yeah, liquidity ain't so good. Mm. It's a little impractical. Now what is uh, this? Let me ask you a question. What is Boss's demeanor towards good old Buddy White? How is she reacting towards me, Jack? She she hasn't. Her her character has not expressed any negative emotion. Um, even when she's talking about her brother, she doesn't seem. She seems more curious. Can I roll a brains to see if she's telling us the truth, baby, like a streetwise or something? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. I'd love you. I, I get the feeling. Is that brains or is it? I can make a, an age pro, uh, an appropriate reference here. Uh, I think she's more the Michael Corleone, and her brother's like Fredo. That's a very, very good observation. Oh, he ain't got nothing to worry about. He's Fredo. All right, then I guess it, it is a soul yeah. role. Let me, let me see here, Daddy. Anybody have a boat? <laughs> that was good. Now I got a nine on that soul. That's not a bad role. Nah, it's not a bad role at all. Um, you think that honestly, she. Other than might probably being irritated from getting punched by a guy who broke in her house uh, or her where she was staying, she didn't seem mad about the situation. In That's fact, kind of a big other than though. Other than being shot in the face, right? She's uh, kind of, you know she's she's kosher. It, it almost seems like the, the strangeness and the casualness that she's speaking about chemists and machinists and and you know arms dealers and stuff. It seems like maybe. If there was a Russian version of the B-sides, she might be one. Does your, uh, Boris, if, if I can call you Boris, mostly because I forgot the rest of your name, but, um... <laughs> Him off, baby. Hey, yeah, that, okay, that seems weird. It's like you're a Russian Norseman or something. Anyway, uh, have you, uh, is, is your business, do you have, uh, Connections in the narcotics business. Not that I'm judging. I'm just no, no. I actually, I stay very far away from things that would cause uh, vices, if you will. I I don't deal in skin. I don't deal in drugs. Uh, I don't. These things are not things that I I do. Uh, I, I would suggest maybe that you do a little housekeeping. I'm just gonna leave it at that for the moment. Um, but may I ask you to expand upon what you're saying? Uh, I don't. We don't really have all the answers yet, but as soon as we find out, uh, then I'll let you know. Well, that leads me to my second line of question. She oh, uh, she offers a um, she offers. I guess because because it would be Vanessa's closest to it, right? You you went over to the trunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's 
Yeah, so she's almost in the trunk. So she offers you one of the the gold bricks. Do you take it? Uh, well, she already offered it for uh, compensation. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. So you can put that on your sheet. That's a that's a five thousand uh, dollar gold bar. And you can keep it in your purse and swing it as a weapon. It's, a, yeah. you know, it's about the size of a like an iPhone. That would be the best way to describe it. iPhone. That's a big what, are you, what are you talking about? I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, really. This is, 19, this, is, this is 1977, baby. Yeah, I think we mentioned, uh, I think we say, guys, it's about the size of a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, there you go. There, there you go. That's a pretty small gold bar. But. Well, yeah, it's because a gold, like a, the bricks, gold bricks, I was doing the math, and those things are worth with like uh, 527,070s uh, where gold bars roughly the size of um, a little smaller like, than a 4 by 6 like a Hershey bar yeah they're they're about 5,000 give or take on the exchange between the late 70s and early 80s alright well I'm a little bit behind in my rant so if you don't mind I'll, I mean, of course no, no. for everybody yes, yes, yes of course just, for right. the, the trouble you have incurred Thank you. Thank you kindly. I'm, I'm going to tell her that I don't I don't deserve that ball, baby, because of the my behavior earlier, and I apologize. I can't, I can't take your generous tidings, if you will. I I'll take his. <laughs> <laughs> if I was to guess, uh, if I was to guess, you were more than likely investigating me uh, because my brother was making dealings with possible your employer, uh, and I merely wanted to know why you were in my my uh, apartment uh, that we were renting at the barrio. By the way, we are no longer there. The man that owns the place, he is a, a pig. Who, uh, who is that? Can I ask? Uh, yes, Ronald the Barrio. He calls himself the Ron. Uh, he is a horrible human being. Uh, and he, he, he and your brother know each other pretty well? I believe so, yes. Uh, because Yori is the reason we stayed there in the first place. Uh-huh. Uh, they are good friends. Uh, what about that uh, blue marijuana stuff? That... Yeah, I don't want to bring it up. I mean, I'm skirting around it. But I, I thought we would go um, visit Buddy's uh, herb friend and find out more about it before we... Uh... Now now that you have all uh, been compensated for your trouble, and you see my money is good, I am wondering if I might uh, hire your services, uh, as I do not know this city, and it would be of benefit to me uh, to have someone look into things. Well, we already have a job right now. Um, maybe, uh, maybe if you could help us with the swift completion of our job, that would open up some time for us to, to work for you. And what currently is your job? Well, I, I pull out um, Bomafune from behind me. Mm. This this gentleman here, he's he's from a church in Texas, and he had uh, some swords stolen from him, and we've been trying to track him down. We actually think it might be connected to your to your brother, but we have not. We have found every other pair of swords in the city, but not not the one we're actually looking for. Uh, what what is your part in this? She looks at Bo. Well, ma'am, um, you see, we we were selling our m- monastery in Texas. It's about to be foreclosed on. Uh, we were going to sell our short short version, Bo. 
we were going to sell our fallen store Daisho, uh, but uh, our monastery was robbed, the weapons were stolen, and we were told that the uh, the weapons are being sold in Seaside City. Um, we, 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 we learned that the Kaga clan may be in possession of them, and they might be sold uh, uh, by this... Uh, what, did, what did they say that... What, what did the Mr. Kaga man say? That the, the lady's name was Talbot? Some sort of Talbot at the, the, the Dockworks? That's right, Daddy. She's an arms dealer. We got to go investigate that too, Jack. We got a lot of irons in the fire. We spin that a lot of plates, but that don't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It just means we got to be on our tippy top, baby. We got to be on our game. Now, when you say that, I'd like Buddy and Dan to throw me a soul check real quick. I'm going to say Vanessa's still distracted by all the gold. Or nine, Jack. Alright. Thirteen. Ooh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Okay, you guys see um, that towards the Iron Crab open-air market, there are various figures dressed in all sorts of cooking garb that are slowly but purposefully making their way towards you. And the the gentlemen, the golem-like uh, suited guys that are with Boris seem to have become a little bit more um, flexed. All right, so since I got a 13, I figure I was pretty on top of things. Yes. Uh, I noticed that Kaga's men are coming. Yes. And maybe they don't know exactly that we have, like, a detente here. It, that is what you're thinking. So I'm, I'm going to just kind of, you know, hold up my hands and, and uh, be proactive and say, hey, we're just having a, we're having a pleasant conversation. Uh, there ain't no antagonism here, and we, we can take this meeting elsewhere. We, we've taken up enough of your time on your turf here, Let's but everything's all right. No need for any kind of big giant, you know. Throw down. Yeah, my DM says throw down. <laughs> let's let let's get to stepping, baby. Let's get out of here. Now, DJ, sorry. The Boris puts her hand up. Stand down, boys. The 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 man has the right idea. Um, they will not attack unless provoked. Gentlemen, we mean no harm here. Um, I have encountered this type of organization before. We pose no threat. Uh, we will be moving along shortly. I still have a, a small amount of business with these fine people. She's like kind of enunciating over you to the crowd. Who has, uh, you know, Kaga's people have now stopped, but they haven't left. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, this is their turf, and they've just brought a little army onto it, so I understand. Yeah. But we, well, let's get going, but um, I'll kind of take Buddy aside and say, you know, hey, let's, you know, at least somebody, you or a couple of us, go find out some more about this uh, this reefer. How would uh, Boris looks at it, Bo? How would you like to save your monastery along? Uh, and, and along with that, the rest of you make uh, she motions to the remaining gold bars. Quite the large sum of money in the process. Well, that's that's what we call a leading question. So, I mean, what we, let, we we said we'd leave, so maybe we uh, do that, and then you make your proposal. I could meet you somewhere. That could be a that could be fine. We could talk uh, before your brother shows up. No right. That is uh, that is acceptable to me. Then let's 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 beat feet, baby. Let's get out of here. All right. She gets back in her limo. Her boys start to pack up. Kaga's people don't move. Are they, they all? Are, are they all her kids? Do they all look the same? The goon, the goons do look all the same, but they don't look like they're related to her. 
Can I roll? Can I roll a soul? I mean, a brain to see if I think they're like clones or something. Yeah, there you go. Go for it. I think you just got your answer. (laughs) (laughs) Ten. Yeah, they look like uh, like the spitting image of each other. They look like they're all related, but they're not related to her. That grown. This is this is weird, Jack. So they leave. You kind of watch them pull out. There's a couple town cars and then her limo. Um, and now you guys are just kind of standing in the parking lot. Sun's you know fairly uh, new to the sky, and uh, Kaga's people are just kind of milling around. What, what so time? Like two, three hours. What time we got to be back at Sweet Wales, baby? Uh, seven. So what time is it now, Mister DJ? Five. Let's go prepare ourselves for what we gonna run into at Sweet Wales, Jack. I got I got a lot of ba- I got a lot of bad feelings about a lot of bad things. You understand? When we get to Sweet Wells, I gotta make some phone calls, Daddy, so we can try to get to the bottom of some of this stuff. Do you not want to go by the the guy? I'm gonna go when we get to Sweet Wells. I'm gonna call my man over at the police department to have him run on over to that hotel to see if that reef is still there, Jack. Damn. I mean, I'm not. It's kind of his thing, so I guess he doesn't want yeah. to do it. We've been carrying it around for no reason now. But, what, are, what are you talking about? Them, them, them swords? We were going to take it by the, you know the guy that you called in the middle of the night. Yeah, the herbalist. We were going to take it by his place to Herb. have him look at it. Well, let's do that too, then, baby. And we, we still have time to do that. I would, I would think, because he yeah, was but, here in this market. Well, let's get on that too, then. All right, let's do it. And he's open. He was open at five, so. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get on over there, Jack. Which is a crazy time to open, but, uh, you know, it works out. All right, so that's what, that's what we do. I guess we just... Does anybody want to... Okay. Well, let's, get, let's get moving then, baby. This is not, not going to take more than half an hour, I would say. Probably not. Well, let's get going then, Jack. Adventure. Romance. Mark Fisherman and Kate Hamilton are back in Solar Siege 2. Doombringer. The evil, atrocious authority led by the dark samurai space wizard Vajar is on the hunt for the ragtag band of rebels as they push back against insurmountable forces. Will Duke Cloud Jumper, played by Mark Fisherman, learn to harness the power of the way and finally master his dark sword shooting now at the Viz Geek Studios in Seaside City and hitting theaters this Christmas Alright, so you guys start making your way to uh, back into the, the Iron Crab uh, open air market. We do not go anywhere near the butcher of the baker. That's awesome. Uh, that stuff makes me happy. So you guys are making your way back through. You still see you know, a lot of the oddities that you saw before. Strange animals that don't make a lot of sense. Strange plants and pastries that don't really look like uh, don't really look like they they fit. They're of this world uh, even. All that, uh, all that stuff and no come out for my friend over here, man. <laughs> Uh, Humbow, yeah. Humbow. I am starting to get a little hungry now. So, uh, you guys, you find yourself at what looks like um, somebody has taken boats and and tipped them off off on their sides, and the bottom of the boats are all facing out. 
And so essentially it's a it's a, a ramshackled shack made of, of boats, like fishing boats. And uh, there's various uh, glass, like sea glass uh, containers that have all these different uh, herbs growing out of them. Uh, you know, the, some are brightly colored, and some are just that's the most verdant green. Uh, and there's these very uh, nice smells kind of coming from everything. And it seems very, it's very pleasant. The whole area just has this kind of air of um, kind of crisp cleanness to it. Like right after you brush your teeth, it's very clean. The, the air itself kind of feels that fresh, minty sort of way. Buddy's been here a couple of times before. Um, he's, you know, he's investigated some some different happenings around the market, and he knows that the guy that runs this place is uh, is kind of a, a gentle dude. He's not necessarily, um, you know, uh, standoffish, um, which is why he didn't just hang up the phone when he got called in the middle of the night. Uh, and, you know, the door's open, so you guys kind of make your way inside, and everything seems to be very boat-themed. Um, you know, a lot of sea glass, a lot of driftwood. Um, and there's an old man sitting behind a counter, and he's uh, he's measuring out some uh, ground-up powders of different herbal types, and he's he's putting them in these little like tea bags to make kind of potuses. And he looks up and he sees you, and goes, oh, buddy! <laughs> and I say, what's up, Captain? I love the motif of this place, as always, baby. You looking mighty fine, my friend. Thank you for taking my phone call in the wee hours in the morning. You know that Buddy White operates in the strangest of hours, and I apologize for making that call, but we got a we got an urgent problem here, Daddy, that we got to get to the bottom of, and I need your expertise. How how can I help? Buddy White reaches into his leather coat and he pulls out this giant bud of crackling blue marijuana reefer, you understand? And he puts it down on the countertop and he says, What you know about this? This thing. <gasps> and it's, his face kind of, um, it goes like gaunt white, like he's just seen a ghost. And he, oh, oh no, oh no. And he kind of runs over and he starts rummaging through underneath the counter and he comes back and he's got a uh, blue sea glass bell jar and he's got a, a you know metal tongs in his hands. He grabs it up in metal tongs. He throws it in the sea jar and he runs over. He grabs a piece of cork. He puts it on top. He grabs a candle. Uh, and he's like, this is very bad, buddy. This is no. This is very bad. That's and what he, I thought, baby. He takes the candle and he starts making it get, you know, the wax starts to melt it over this little open Bunsen burner thing he's got going. And he starts putting the wax around the outside so that it's it's sealing the cork onto the sea glass. And he, you know, he's, he's oh, this is not good. This is not good. Well, tell me, baby. Tell me what's not good about this, Jack. What this, is the problem? This is from Innsmouth. This is not good. Mm. This is this is bad. Where did you get this? I found it over at that hotel that the that big bad man runs. That the big the barrio baby. What do you call him? The Don or whatever the Ron. The the Ron baby. I found this in the boiler room at the Ron's hotel, Jack. This comes from. Oh, this comes from. Up in up in New England. Oh no 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 no! This is they call this the Dagon herb. The Dagon herb. Yes, this is bad. This makes you this makes you sick. This makes you see things. 
bad things, horrible things, mm-hmm. night things. This, when, when people eat this, they, they're, they're in their most nightmares uh, come, come to fruition in their eyes. They see their bad dreams, but they're awake and they act upon it. People have, people have killed their family. Hey, Captain, uh, ca- Captain, ca- Captain, you got a phone in this place, baby. No, there are no, there are no modern weapons <laughs> or technology. Oh, you forgot where you were, huh? Wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait <laughs> We called him we, earlier. We call, yeah. We, I know you we, got a phone, Jack. He was he at home. Answered, he answered the phone. He has the phone from his house. Mm, the strange ties. You gonna tell me? He, uh, live in the back here. Hey, buddy, uh, how much of the stuff did you see down there? I saw bags and bags, trash bags full of this stuff, baby. We got to we got to phone the police. I got to call my man over at the Seaside City Police Department and let him know what's shaking, baby. We can't let this stuff hit the streets. Pretty well, then. I've, I've known the cap- Captain. How long we known each other, baby? We known each other for you. We known each other for no, so long. I got a I, cute nickname for him. I call him the Captain. <laughs> this place is decorated with boats and with, <laughs> with driftwood and things like that. Hey, Buddy White ain't the best guy to come up with nicknames, Jack. I thought he was. I thought he was the guy who played keyboards for Tennille, man. No, nah, baby, that's that's another dude. He worked at a stand a few places down, baby. I'm sorry, I, I I didn't mean the captain here. The captain obviously is is trustworthy. I mean your police contact. I've known him for years, baby. Him and I go way back. He was a big fan of mine back when I was a uh, when I was in the ring. You understand? So I trust this fellow. We know each other for a long time. My only concern is that. Even if your if your friend there is all right, if we if we get the police involved and it becomes a big a big thing, then they're gonna know they're coming, and there may be somebody on the police department there who is not as trustworthy. Look, and could, and could tip them off. Do you want people in the streets ripping each other no. apart, baby? Then no, I'm, say, I'm saying that this 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 game is about us and not the police department. So, like, for direct direct intervention, maybe maybe we actually have to be involved. Sounds good, baby. Um, but maybe we could get some backup or something. But you know, kind of kind of tell your friend not to not to get the whole police department involved yet. Hey, I have an idea. I have a uh, an ability called groupie magnet. Oh yeah, we need some groupie. I can have people uh, do things for me. Maybe I could send some of my girls over to get those uh, trash bags and get rid of them. Man. Oh, that um, seems dangerous. Uh, are these are these girls heavily armed? I think what Jay, I think what Jason's saying is he wants us to take care of it, Daddy. So let's get to it. We got a uh, we got a lot of uh, a lot of fish in these pots, baby. We got a lot of stuff shaking, so we got to get going then. Well, Who's okay, my, I just I you know just let me tell you my thinking. I'm not I'm not enforcing. You know, I'm not like seeing what we're gonna do. I think from what I've heard, I think that this this drug is at the center of everything that's going on. Um, there's, there's more. There, well, there is more, but. Well, there's the Kagi and his boys, and that nasty man pretending to be boss. They got these plans, if you will, to make some kind of strange engine, if you will, that's going to run all kinds of uh, machinery and things that would make uh, gasoline engines obsolete, baby. They doing all kinds of things. They making they making moves all over the place, Jack. Like a crazy machine. Yeah, I only have a brains of zero, but let me ask a question here, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Um, 
the a friend over there, uh, uh, Bo, Bo, Bo Bobolinsky over there from the, the dojo uh, with the sword and all that, right? He said they, uh, their their uh, their their daijo there brought people back from the dead like three three days or whatever later, and they were all blue and stuff, right? And now we got this pot that's all blue and stuff, right? That's right, baby. Could it be that somehow they got the uh, the energy from that uh, that daisho or whatever, and they're doing bad things with it? I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just a crazy cat hanging out. No, man, I think you are onto something there, Mr. Crazy Cat. I like the way you're thinking. When yeah, you mentioned Bo, is related, yeah. you guys look over at Bo, and he seems real intent on staring at, now we're calling him the captain, because I think it's a great nickname for him, so that's what we're going to call him. Uh, he's staring at, make it happen. Yeah, he's staring at what the captain's doing, and uh, the captain seems to be drawing something real weird on top of the piece of cork. An elder sign, yeah. How'd you know? Uh, I don't know. It just came to me in a flash. <laughs> hey, uh, Ca- hey uh, Bo, can you come over here for a minute? Yeah, hey, oh. uh, Ca- Captain, you seem to be a pretty knowledgeable cat. Uh, what? Check out these uh, cool tattoos Bo has. Yeah, I was I was noticing, sir, uh, Mister Captain, sir. <laughs> you seem to be uh, writing on that funny little jar in the the old tongue, the star language. Uh, like, like my my tattoos. Are you a monk? And the uh, you know the captain looks at him. and says, "Well, no, no, I'm not a monk. I'm just this this is uh, protection. We you know we men of the sea. We know these words to be protection against uh, the things that that lurk below the waves." Oh, that's that's really weird. That little funny one, the big symbol you drew. It looks like a tree branch. That uh. That's the that's the the sign of protection against the 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 dark things that live in the sky. <laughs> Captain looks at him. Well, that's weird. That's the symbol that's uh, protection against the dark things that live under the waves. And you see, these two gentlemen from completely different worlds are having some sort of theological understanding with each other as they uh, as they're looking at this jar that they've wrapped up. So, uh, guys, we've been helping out the Lovecraftian cult. This whole time. All right. Have we been helping him? Yeah, we've been trying to help this guy find his uh, his sword, right? With that, uh, that kooky, uh, kooky jewel in it or whatever. It causes things to come back from the dead or whatnot. Yeah, I think I like to think more of them as hapless. You know, they, they're, not, they're not using it for evil, but, but these people that took it, they recognized it for, for the potential that it has and maybe knew more about its source. And so, Bo here, you know, he was he was holding a ticking time bomb, but he didn't he didn't know what he had. He wasn't threatening anybody with it. Well, I didn't say it was bad of me. I still like our man Bobo over here, man. He's cool with me. I like y'all too. <laughs> well, maybe we can go and get a room at that hotel and have ourselves a love fest. But we got a lot of business we got to take care of, Jack. I heard that. Well, I guess we I guess we know we we figured it was bad. Now we know for sure. And from the way uh, the captain acted, it's it's practically toxic. We should probably be there when all that crazy stuff goes down with Boris and her brother. And then we need to we need to shake that guy down, find out find out what their plans are. Do you guys want to? You boys want to hightail it over that hotel, see if we can get in that border room, see if them bags are still there. Uh, we gotta make sure we're back for the meeting. Yeah, there wouldn't be. An, I mean, you think leaving now, even if you sped. 
you would only be able to make it to one location or the other. We we can't leave uh, Boris high and dry over there. We got to get over there. Well, let's get going then, baby. Yeah, yes. I'm heading back to my car. Yeah. All right. Uh, you guys get back in and you start making your way. We jump over here. Johnny's going to think about taking this gold bar and making it into a unicorn hood ornament to go on his van, man. That'd be <laughs> really awesome, cool. actually. Hello, I'm Ron DeBarrios. You may recognize me from DeBarrios Casinos, Hotels. Or maybe you've enjoyed one of my great Tabario steaks. Taste pleasure. They're huge. They're huge. They're huge. Now I'd like to tell you all about my latest adventure, Tabarios University, where you can learn the secrets of success the Tabarios way from trained success technicians, personally handpicked by me, the Ron, Ron Tabarios. Take such classes as the art of the steal, where I teach you how to get the steal of a deal on all of your real estate and success goals. I'm Marano, Ron DeBarrios, and I approve this message for DeBarrios University today. Remember, success can be yours, and success can be huge. So you guys are making your way back to Sweetwells. You can, traffic seems to be way slower on the stretch than normal. Something, something's fishy. Something's up. Uh, of the, which one's the lead car? Is it the van or is it Dan? I, I would say I'm probably in front. Okay, um, <laughs> Dan, you, you kind of you're crink, crinking your neck. You're trying to look around. You're kind of. I don't really it. drive behind people if I can help it. Right, but the traffic's never at a standstill like this. Um, something's up. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm, I'm I'm resisting the impulse to just start driving on the shoulder of the road right now, but let me go ahead and look up ahead there and see if I can tell what's what I can see. Do I see any smoke? Do I hear any screaming? Do I no. see a giant fish monster climbing the side <laughs> of the building? Not yet. Um, not you, yet. All not right. yet. What you do see is uh, the familiar red and blue uh, lights of a, a large gathering of police vehicles oh oh man i wish cell phones were invented you could call your friend and find out what's going on uh well there's a payphone right on the side of the road over there <laughs> oh, yeah, one, like yeah, every yeah, block like honk and signal and pull over and find out what's going on oh, so how how far ahead of, of is is that from us it's about three blocks down which happens to be right where sweet wells is oh no daddy Oh, something already went down. Oh. So you guys in the van see Dan pulling over to the side of the road. What What are you guys doing? How far away from Sweetwells are we? Three blocks. Well, let's I get go. out. Let's get, get out, out and start going. Let's get out and move, baby. All right, you or, guys. Or are... either that or I just use the sidewalk. <laughs> Drive on the sidewalk. Yeah, no, I no, that's a good idea. So they got it all blocked off here. Um, right. I'm going to I'm gonna quickly, I'm going to. Shit, I don't know. I'm gonna let them know what I'm doing. Um, I'll just lay down the door. Well, actually, I don't have no roof there, little sunroof thing. So I just get up there and I say, "I'm gonna go around, guys. I don't know if you want to approach by foot. I'm gonna go around real quick. Something's already popping off there at the at the at the club. And I don't know, maybe maybe Bobby, you can, buddy, rather. Sorry, that's right, baby. 
you could, uh, I don't know if you got time, but you could give your friend at the police station a call and maybe find out what the heck is going on over there. Let me do that, Jack. I'm going to make my way over to the payphone. All right. So, uh, Dan, are you driving? Is Dan driving on the sidewalk? Well, I, you know, I don't quite picture this, but there are intersections in streets. Right. So I'm just going to, like, drive across. I mean, picture me playing GTA right now. Gotcha. So I'm just going to drive, you know, diagonally onto a side street and then go around one one block over to get on the other side of the club. That All right, cool. Sense. That makes total sense. So while you're doing that, Buddy is running to the payphone. Um, well, kind of running. No, I'm, I'm gimping. I'm gimping on over. Um, and Jim is, what are you doing with the van, buddy? We, uh, we're uh, pulling over to the side and making our way to Sweetwells as quickly as we can. Okay. So you're moving on foot. Okay, so we'll go payphone first. Then we'll resolve the rest of the action. That's a 10, baby. And that's for call that's, a friend? That's for connections. <laughs> call um, a friend. In the club or rich and famous, you know people in the know when you reach out to an old friend for information, roll smooth. A 10 is you know just the guy, and the DJ will give you some useful info. So I rolled a 10. Okay. So who? what was your intent to call? I'm calling my man, uh, Lute- I'm calling Detective Jack Stevens there over at the at the, the Seaside City Police Department to see if I can get a hold of him, see what's happening over at Sweet Wells. Jack Stevens, huh? My man, my, de- my Detective Stevens, baby. All right. Um, so the phone rings. Uh, it rings a couple of times, and uh, there's an answer, but it doesn't sound like Jack. Um, see, they already compromised. And uh, the person that answers is uh, seems to be talking in hushed tones. Hello? Hello? Who it is, baby? Uh, who's this? Who this, baby? I asked you first, Daddy. This this is Donnie Stevens. Donnie Stevens, you Jack's brother. No, nah, I'm his son. Wh- where's your daddy? I I don't know. They told me he was uh he was hurt. Something happened at the station, and uh, and Dad. They said Dad was in the hospital. He's uh he's in a coma. I don't know what they they had me and Mom come down here. Now they got Mom in a room talking to her, asking her all sorts of questions, and they left me sitting in his office. I don't know what's happening. Listen here, young Stevens, this is your daddy's friend, Buddy White. If you need me, you give me a buzz at 555-5577. Give me a call. Let me know what's going on with your daddy. He's, he's in my thoughts and prayers, baby. He's always been a good man. He's always been a good man, Mr. Buddy White. And I, I will do my best to try to find uh, the answers to your questions, your queries about what happened to your father. Buddy, Buddy White, the great white? You do know it, Daddy. But this ain't no time to talk about my, Wait, there's my past. A, there's an envelope on the desk. It, it says the great white on it. That would I, I can't think of nobody else who that would be to, baby. All right, hold on. They're coming. Let me get under the desk. Oh, wow, that's real dramatic. <laughs> so, so you guys, you're driving across the back street. We're going to jump from you. <laughs> no, I want to know what's in the envelope. <laughs> So uh, you guys are, are driving across back streets, moving in and out of intersections. You're trying to get around. Wait a minute, who are you talking about? I'm uh, the only one driving at this point. I thought Vanessa was you. So you guys are driving across the back streets, and you come around the side of the building, um, coming from the other direction. Uh, you come around the side of Sweetwells, and you see that there's uh, police tape everywhere. And, you know, there's a lot of officers <sighs> outside. And uh, there's a lot of police cars. There's a lot of barricades. There seems to be... Um, you know, the, you can kind of look and see as you're pulling up. I'm assuming you're getting out of the vehicle as you're pulling up. 
Um, there's kind of pots milling around. And there's a, there looks like there might be, uh, there might've been a firefight. Um, oh man, Francis. And, uh, well, funny you mention it. Uh, I hope it's funny and not tragic. Yeah. Um, you kind of get to the, the police blockade. They've got these uh, wooden sawhorses blocking off the, the club. And, uh, as you make your way up to them, are you going to just stand at them? Are you going to just blow past them with, no, which I'm, plan? I'm no, running right I'll, in. I'll pull over and, and, you know, stop. I don't drive through the, through the barricades and we get out and I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow Vanessa's lead. Cause you know, she can, she, as the owner, she probably have to get us in there. So Vanessa just blows by these cops and they're just like, my ma'am, miss. Uh, and as you, as you walk past them, you see, I tell him she's the owner as we go by then. You see Francis is sitting on the curb in front of Sweetwells. Uh, one of his arms is bandaged from the wrist up uh, <coughs> down to the elbow. Blood clings to his gray fur. Um, he's smoking a pipe and rolling a cracked motorcycle helmet back and forth between his feet. Um, then the police seem to be giving him a wide berth. Uh, you want to throw me a uh, brains check? Uh who, both of us? Both, yeah, both of you. Yeah, nine. Dan, you see there's a paramedic with a black eye. It looks like a monkey-sized fist, or ape-sized fist. <laughs> right monkey-sized fist. Yeah, um, so a black face, then, is what you're saying. Yeah. Four distinct knuckle marks. Francis uh, pushes himself up on his on his good arm. Uh, he looks He looks ashamed. Uh, hello, Mrs. Sweetwell. There's been an incident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well. Lay it on me. She's the, the small pungent man arrived early. Uh, he said uh, that he would be headed to Vizgig Studios and requested you bring his order there. Shortly after you left, a bunch of people in orange and black jumpsuits barged into the club and demanded that I give them Mr. Hemdorf's order. I explained that the club was closed and they could return tomorrow when it was opened again and make the request to the management. Francis looks at the bloodstains on the sidewalk leading to the door of Sweetwells. You can make out bits of hair clinging to the cracked motorcycle helmet and tell that it's definitely not ape fur, mm-hmm. but that there may or may not still be a head inside of it. Mm-hmm. They told me they would stay. The ones who were breathing in the moments that followed departed hastily on motorcycles or on foot. Uh, Vanessa, I got a question. I'm losing track of all the gangs and all their various color combinations. Mm-hmm, Do you happen to remember <laughs> who the black and the orange people are? Johnny, let us know. The, uh, the orange and black dudes are the ones that are trying to get the sword from us back over at, uh, at Kaga's place. Remember that? Oh, the one. Okay. The dude who jumped in and uh, had the devil mask on and tried to mess with us and stuff. He's a real drive. Yeah. He's a real drive turkey, man. Oh, those freaky deaky ninjas. Yeah, they're going after those swords we took, man. I remember uh, the masks, not the color. It was kind of dark. I'm colorblind, you know. Yeah, that's okay. 
<laughs> are you? Okay. I am now. Yeah, you are now. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that Boris and his fellas are, are no good, but these other guys that attacked us take the swords. I, I wonder if, I mean, are there two bad groups vying for control over this over this city, or or do we not understand, no. or maybe they don't understand who we are? I, I don't know, and Anton looks too pleased with himself. And now we're going to go back to, uh, to Buddy on the phone. You can uh, you can hear that the kid is moving, and he's bumping around, and he's underneath the desk. And you hear a door open, um, and you can kind of hear muffled through the, the receiver of the phone. Uh, thought you left him in here. Well, I did. Oh, he's not here now, goddammit. Did you lose him? Well, I don't know. He's a stupid kid. Maybe he ran off. And you hear... Uh, stomping and then the door closes again mr white are you still there that's right baby my dad this envelope it might be for you uh, do you want me to open it D- have at it baby don't put yourself in any extra danger jack but do what you gotta do well, I-, I know it's illegal to open other people's mail i, I don't want to get in trouble ain't no time for legality baby okay <laughs> you can hear you can hear paper kind of tearing and shredding and folding i don't understand all these words but it says uh, something about a a Kazuda clan and some kind of some kind of studio, um, and it looks like maybe uh, is something studio. There looks it looks like if I'm reading this correctly, it looks like maybe they've got some sort of I don't know. It looks like an airplane maybe out at the studio, and it says uh, there, there's something written in pen down here. Uh, it says, it says, uh, there are four biplanes that have been purchased, uh, and they're going to be piloted, uh, by, by the hounds mm. for the Kazuda clan, uh, and somebody named Yuri. Do me a favor, baby, get your mom's. And you guys get out of there as soon as you can, Jack. Don't stay in that police station. It sounds like you're in grave danger. So you you and your mama get out of town and do it quick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What is my dad going to be okay? Are we going to get to the bottom of it, baby? I'm going to do the best I can to help your daddy. He's a good man. He's always been a good man to me. And I know he's been a great father to you, Jack. We're going to do the best we can for Detective Stevens, Jaddy. But you get your mama and you get on out of there. You go see uh, Grandma Stevens, who lives in Fort Lauderdale, baby. You head on down that way and you make sure you spend some time down there. Get out of town and don't don't, don't come don't come back till we we call you, baby. Okay, okay. Thank you, Mister White. Back to you guys. <clears throat> All right, I hang up the phone. I start walking back towards the club. Francis, uh, can I can I infer that the uh, the black eye on the gentleman over there is is your handiwork? Yes, Dan. He was less than gentle with the sutures, and I reacted hastily. Uh, do you still need medical attention? Because you know, I mean, I know you were worked up, and it was a bad situation. But you gotta let him take care of you. I'm fine, Dan. I feel a little itchy from these things they shot me with, but other than that, I'm fine. Is anybody in the club hurt Is it, other than the guys whose head you're holding in your hands there? There's there's a few bodies. I think they're dead. Uh, but other than that, I was the only one in the club. Everybody had left for the night. 
All right. Um, Vanessa, I think I, I'm going to go try to catch up with the others. Uh, do you need to, you need to go check out things here and. <clears throat> well, it doesn't sound like Francis let anyone get to the, get to the, uh, hidden armory. All right. Uh, so. But she'll go check it out anyway. Okay. Um, you I'll, go, I'll go see if, if, if Buddy found out anything and then, uh. Well, buddy, buddy just rolled up to the crime scene. It took him a couple minutes to get there, but he walked the three uh, blocks, <clears throat> and he got there. And using his uh, crime scene investigation, he can scope out the scene of a recent crime, uh, and you can additionally choose to ask three questions. So I'm gonna, uh, let me see here. So that's cool. So it says we got that part of it. How many people were involved with this crime besides our good friend Francis? How many boys did Francis beat up on? Seventeen. Seventeen people, Jack. Hmm. <laughs> and the most and the most obvious suspect would be uh the boys that came through the Kazuda clan that came up in here and they was looking for some troubles. Indeed. All right, I just wanted to make sure I get my fa- my facts straight, baby. I got a question too. Francis um that little, that strange-looking, smelly little man with the bulgy eyes. You yes, Dion. Uh, his, his name is Yuri. Apparently, he was he was here. Yes, Dion. And did he take off? Did he get away? Did he get out, take off with the with the guys on the motorcycles? Oh, he left. He he arrived in a town car with two gentlemen. Uh, I did not see what they looked like. They stayed in the car. And uh, he left when uh, Miss Sweetwell did not arrive. And then he, uh, after he left, those gentlemen showed up demanding things that he ordered. Well, this was all before, because he, he said they were early, so when yep. he said, like, uh, <clears throat> he left when I didn't arrive, but. Yeah. But well, he showed up early. That's weird. That's weird to show up two hours early and then leave because you didn't quote unquote arrive. But. Anton, let me ask you a question. What time in game is it right now? Um, it's probably around six forty-five. Okay, so we know that in about fifteen minutes, uh, Boris is going to come up in here. So I don't know if she's going to want to uh, uh, come up no, in this spot that, with all the police everywhere. That already. Oh, Boris. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah um, in the meantime, so, buddy, what what did you find out from your, your lieutenant friend? The lieutenant is in a coma. He was badly beaten and something happened at the station, but they, he left me a letter that was all about the Kazuda clan and how some hounds are going to be flying some airplanes. Jack, the, the, the young boy, his son who read me the letter, he was in dire straits, baby. He was toe up. Of course he would. His Him and his moms, they going to pay some heavy due. They hearts his heavy jack with, with the pain and the suffering and the anguish of their daddy and their husband being in such a medical bond. But he was able to tell me some vital information about these Kazuda clan boys. They, they got some strange things going on over there, Jack. But we're going to try to get to the bottom of it. Over at the studio, there's some airplanes and the house going to be there too, Jack. At the, oh, at the studio, the, the, uh, the Vista, whatever. That's right, baby. It, se- it seems like that's where our man <laughs> who calls himself boss is hiding out, Jack. So is there right. a, um, is there, tell me the, uh, the airport situation, Anton, in this town. Uh, so there is uh, an international airport, and there's a couple of privately owned airports. The international airport is located on the north side of the city, which is... Uh, the opposite of where Vigs Studios is. It's about probably about a two-hour drive. 
Um, is there a, what's the airport that's closest to the studio? Uh, Thomia Brains. Now, now you don't know of any actual airports uh, in the commercial um, that, are, that are close to that area, but you do know that when you were doing a film shoot uh, as a stuntman, there was a uh, there's a farm, uh, and the farm actually has a small uh, airplane kind of landing pad runway area for uh, crop dusting biplanes. Ground dusting biplane, yeah. Okay, so. I, I, you know, if you want me to roll any more stuff, uh, please let me know. But, but Dan combined with Jason, uh, pretty sure, pretty sure he knows what's going on. I already said crop duster earlier. So I tell everybody, I say, okay, we know that they have this drug and we know it's bad news. And we also, you know, they, they brought this drug into town and they aim to use it. Now we find out they got these planes and, they got a little farm, which I happen to know about, where they got an airstrip. I think they're going to take these planes up, and they're going to spread this drug through the air all over the city or, or you know, near enough. And I, we got to stop that. I don't think we uh, – we don't know what their timetable is, but I don't even want to go to the studio necessarily. I want to head straight for the airport or at least uh, some of us. Let me ask you a question. Vanessa Sweetwell, you got any uh, anti-aircraft uh, weapons up in your <laughs> magic space? <laughs> well, oh, I sure hope so. She ran down. I don't know if she'd be back yet, but she ran down to the armory. Yeah, I got to I gotta deal with her inside the club because some other stuff is going on. Oh, yeah, please. Um, we also... Some RPGs or something. We also got to run up with boss because she gonna be coming by the club she ain't gonna want to hang around here with all these all these police officers baby so we're gonna yeah. have to, we're gonna have to try no, to inter- we're gonna have to try to intercept her let her know what's shaking yeah but i would say i mean that's that's fine but i would say that's a lower priority she's oh, a big no, girl I agree. she's like I agree. 80 i agree she can take care of herself i mean i think we need to get headed out pretty pretty quickly let's get going because once, once this starts, man, there ain't no stopping this. That's right. My guy would probably go in to check, make sure the sound system survived all that, and the PA was still good. <laughs> all right. So you- is, is there is there any way – I got one more question for everybody. Is there any way – does anybody know anybody, like maybe a, a local radio DJ or something that would trust us, that we could uh, we could let know to tell everybody to get inside, get indoors? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If we if we don't stop all the planes, if if they do start spreading this stuff through the air, you know, being outside in the air is not going to be good. The only person I can think of that would know somebody like that is Johnny Sparks, baby. He a rock and roller. Yeah, I do actually. I I know the morning drive time guy at K Bomb. Uh, we're actually very very tight. Very good. <laughs> I'll give him a call right away. So I'll see what he can do, man. All right, cool. Let's go. Yeah, we're pay for to give Todd Hackett a call at Cape On Morning uh, Drive Time. Hopefully, he won't put me on the Morning Zoo program. Hey, gonna... <laughs> I'm just afraid that if he makes this announcement, maybe there's going to be a panic in the streets. Either that, it won't take him seriously. They just think it's another crazy stunt they pull on the Morning Zoo. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I just it's worth a try, Jack. I think, I, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go. Calls, so I'm going to I'm going to call him. Okay. Uh, hey, it's Johnny. How you doing, man? Hey, hey what's going what's on, going Johnny? Johnny? Keeping it cool? <laughs> yeah, man. It's going great. Hey, listen, we got a bit of a, a, bit of a problem. We really need your help. 
Oh, really? How can I help? Well, listen, there's uh, some some really uh, jives, Stone Cold Turkeys that are trying to drop some heavy duty uh, bad stuff all over the city. Could you announce everyone to stay inside and stay safe until we tell you to sit and come out again? Sure thing, Johnny. Anything Anything for you, brother. All right, man. Take it easy, y'all. Stay mellow. Hey, you too. He rolled his own smooth roll there. (laughs) Let's let's enjoy uh, some TJ Swan Mellow Nights together sometime. All right. (laughs) Kill two birds with one stone with that phone call. There you go. I just just talked to him, and he said he'd take care of it. That makes me feel a little better. Anybody got some, like, um, some of those little... uh, you know, like Japanese people wear the little the little uh, filters. No, baby, not in nineteen, not not no, like a mask, like like a like a surgical mask. Man, we don't live in the medieval times. Yeah, sur- yeah, like a surgical mask. I don't know. If I, I don't happen to keep them on me. No. Why would you think Japanese people rather than <laughs> doctors and nurses? No, Japanese people. No, man, it, they, they actually do wear them all the time, just like in day to day life. You don't see in too many karate movies, baby. It's right in your brain. No, man, this is a God, when you when you live in a densely populated, I understand when you live in a densely populated yeah. area. Like, man, look but, it up. But, but 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 you know what? If that was a family feud category, you know, people who wear surgical masks. Nurse, if you say the word surgical, then yes, dentical, but they're not they're not doing surgery. Technicians, uh, Michael Jackson. I live in uh, I live in Oregon. Under that, <laughs> and when Mount St. Helens blew up and there was ash all over the place, we wore them. We didn't we didn't actually do any medical stuff. Anyway, I like so. I like how you're talking in character about your yeah. life. <laughs> Because Mount St. Helens wouldn't have Mount St. Helens wouldn't have happened yet, baby. Because this is 1977. Mount St. Helens didn't blow up till 1980, Jackson. You don't see the future. Also, it's yeah, it's the Tennessee version. You know what? If he's in a walking anachronism, we're gonna have to take him out. Uh, So Vanessa, the time police will show up in the next next adventure of the of the B sides. So Vanessa's running into the club, right? Yeah, I am too. Uh, what the hell happened here? Yeah, there's, didn't blow up my guitar. There's at least eight bodies that are badly fucked up inside this building. Badly uh, fucked up. Badly, like they have it, gorilla-sized holes through. Yeah, yeah, it looks like they've been they've been broken. In, uh, are, are these guys wearing Francis? Are these guys wearing the orange and black that we they saw? They are, now? and the half demon masks in the red with the four horns. Right. Um, I have my sawed-off shotgun out. So, I would say make a soul roll. That's the most popular roll in this game. That that and brains. Yeah. You've got to let your soul roll. How about an 11? That's good. Um, I forgot to add my one. It should be a seven. Fuck yeah, it's good. There's... (laughs) (laughs) There's a... There's a one of the guys has got a gun, but it doesn't look like a, a normal uh, handgun like you're used to seeing. And it actually kind of catches you as odd because the profile of the weapon is different. Um, uh, it's like the X Tech stuff, right? No, it's different than that. You go and expect it. You you kind of walk up to it and you, you're looking at it, and it looks 
uh, like the, instead of firing, firing uh, bullets, it fires uh, tranquilizer darts. And you see, like, it looks like somebody has, has taken the thing and squeezed it. Kind of, you can see one of the, the darts is sort of half hanging out of the barrel of this thing. You want to inspect it further? Not at the moment. Okay. You start making my way through the club down out to my, my office and my back access to the, to the hidden armory in the basement. All right, you get on the lift, you, you start making your way down, and uh, it's just a one-story drop. You get down there, it doesn't look like anybody's been here. It doesn't look like it's been disturbed. It looks like Francis has stopped everybody before they get to this area. What are we doing at the uh, at the bunker? Yeah, I'm checking out the uh, the sound system, making sure everything's still cool. Yeah, I just, I just give it a once-over, make sure nothing's been... Nobody's been in here or nothing. Nobody got past Francis, and then I'll make my way back out. Yeah, nobody's gotten past Francis. The sound system, actually, um, the sound system looks like it might have been uh, altered slightly. Uh, the the tech seems to be a little bit um, as if somebody had maybe passed over parts of it with a magnet. Mm-hmm. To erase it? Not not necessarily to erase it, but maybe if somebody was using uh, certain types of technology around, um, you know, let's say 70-era sound equipment, um, that technology might warp or distort the components of uh, said sound equipment. Wow, that sounds pretty cool, man. I'm going to plug it in and play after we get all these dead bodies out of here. <laughs> there are a lot of dead bodies. Well, I just have to come in later. It's all good. It's all done. So the next, uh, Vanessa, you come back upstairs. What's the plan? I've grabbed uh, some some longer range weapon. Actually, I guess I would have done that while I was down there. Okay. Oh, uh, because the sawed-off shotgun and my pistols are only close-range weapons. Which I had. So uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to look up. Missile launcher, stinger. <laughs> Just like uh, you know. Right, rifles, assault rifle, or something. I don't know. I'm six, I'm I'm, I, gotta, I gotta look up. I gotta look up weapons. Plasma sword. <laughs> Got him. No plasma swords. Yeah. I don't think it's too long range, but that would be pretty cool. So you guys get. Uh, what What are you guys doing out front? Are you going into the club? What's the plan? Uh, I'm hopping from foot to foot, waiting for them to get back because I want to get. I want to get rolling. Okay. Yeah, and I'm coming back to get uh, with the rest of the group because I guess Boris is going to be showing up any minute, and there's going to be some heavy stuff going down then. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I I don't want to wait for Boris. I don't want to wait for Boris either. We got to get going, baby. We need to get over to this airfield. Mm-hmm. You understand? Okay, let's get going. Then. Vanessa, you got any long range like fucking rocket launches and shit down in your arsenal down there, baby? Yeah, I grabbed a, a few toys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Let's see. We may need we may need some heavy artillery, baby. If you catch my drift, because we're gonna have to be shooting some planes out of the sky, perhaps. You got anything that can handle a job like that, baby? Yes, you do, actually. Yes. Under thirty percent. That works for me. Um, yeah, you would probably have. Short-range surface-to-air missile launcher, shoulder mounted. Oh, oh shit! Give, why don't you grab that baby so we can shoot some planes out of the sky, Jack? We'll explain. <laughs> we'll, we'll explain on the way to the airfield. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, 
don't Somebody come to... downstairs, help me carry with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, use that robotic arm of yours, John. It's box. I don't want to overstep, but I I would like to um, since we're gonna since we're gonna split and Boris hasn't gotten here yet, uh, Francis maybe could be called upon this one more time to relay a message. How can I help? Um, there's gonna be this little woman coming. She'll probably have around ten or twenty large muscled gentlemen that all look exactly the same. He, per- he perks up and cracks his knuckles. No, man. Okay, have you not had enough? You got one bad paw, and you already ripped off at least one head. I mean, okay. I'm still itching for a fight. The the stuff they shot me full of—it's just giving me so much energy. No, oh, that's what well, I'm talking about, baby. These these particular people are not are not coming here uh, as enemies, but they're expecting to see us, and they were coming here to meet with uh, with Yuri, the fellow already here in the town car. Mm. You can just let them know that we uh, we were here, but we had to leave in a hurry because of some imminent danger to the city. And if uh, they want to bring any kind of backup, we're heading out to uh, the farm out on uh, just off the south side highway, round about that um, giant burger burger guy, you know, that perched up there on that old drive-in. Captain Jack's Happy Captain- Hamburgers, the happiest hamburgers in town. <laughs> Francis, Francis, let me ask you a question, baby. You said you feel a little extra ornery, if you will. Yes, they weren't using bullets, not all of them, and they hit me a couple of times with something, and it, it, it's just, I feel very tingly. Happy Dan, you thinking what I'm thinking about this thing over here? I am uh, now, yeah, I was a little slow there, but I know where you're getting at now. Yeah, I'll show him the thing that I found downstairs. He got the injection in him, baby. He, they, yeah. they, they only trying their thing. That's probably why Francis acted in such a uncharacteristic manner. I know Francis for a long time, and he would never snap like that. Francis, I, yeah, um, Francis, Francis might want to get out of dodge, get away from some people just in case he snaps and goes crazy, baby. Yeah, I. Th- Again, I don't want to overstep, but Vanessa, do you think maybe, you know, I think he might be a danger uh, to himself and to others. I don't know if this is out of his system or if it gets worse as it goes. Francis, you've been drugged, baby. But maybe that uh, maybe that bunker down in your basement, maybe he could lock himself in there. With all them guns and firearms, yeah. Jack. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the problem with that, but... <laughs> Francis has a cousin at the zoo, I think he can... I'm not Shout going back there. to the zoo, Vanessa. <laughs> they are cool with you now. They know. They won't try to keep you there. You Once, I mean, it it wore off, I think. All right, well, you just be extra careful, baby. Won't you drink some decaf coffee and hang out while we get the hell out of here, baby? We got to get going. We got to beat feet, Jack. All right, you take care, Francis. If you start, if you start looking around and seeing, you know, people look like steaks or something, then just you know, get yourself somewhere away from them. So wait, Francis isn't under arrest or anything? No. Yeah, I was wondering that too. <laughs> Apparently, you've got a uh, you got a lot of leeway here on what happens in your club. Private property. So. A bunch of masked ninjas broke into a nightclub, and the bouncer, being the only one on the staff, dispatched of them. The police took a statement. Or in Seaside City, Thursday. Seaside and, City. And he, he punched, Thursday. And he punched one, and that was all right, too. 
Oh, he punched a paramedic. Didn't punch a cop. Okay, mm. well, hey, it makes our lives easier. <laughs> That's right. Damn, once you get that fast car of yours, baby, let's, just, let's see some of that speed driving, baby, on out to that airfield. All right, everybody, pile in, Bo. If you're still around, you just you just hang out here. Uh, Bo, um, you don't want me to come with you? No. I mean, you, unless you learn to fight in the last five minutes. All right, let's hit it. We get into my car. All right. And then there's and, the uh, sound of wheels spinning. Getting out of your dreams. Rubber burning. Burn rubber. And uh, um, here we go. go. Yeah, you guys are making your way. Um, as you guys are driving down the highway, the warm sea breeze is uh, blowing <laughs> off the water. It seems almost picturesque. Uh, you know, there doesn't seem to be a lot of traffic, uh, which is kind of interesting. And then um, you're kind of going over the coastal roads. You got the the bluff place on one side of you, the, the two lanes of the highway with the guardrail, and then a, probably about a 40-foot drop into uh, the sea uh, on the driver's side. Um, I, I'm gonna, who's in the back seat? You guys decide. Yeah. Dan's yeah, driving. Shotgun. <laughs> I'll sit. I'll be, <laughs> I'm in the back seat. I'll be in the back too, baby. Okay, then you two in the back. I, I need Buddy and uh, Johnny to make me uh, uh, soul rolls. Oh, Are they trying to figure out which one of them farted or something? No, no. <laughs> Ooh, nice. That's a 10. I got a yeah. nine. There you go. I got a nine. Nine is pretty good too, right? Um, You got a like a feeling on the back of your neck. Feels like uh, almost like... Uh, cold chill uh you know the, some old women say that it's uh you know it's it's the feeling that maybe uh, somebody stepped on your grave uh, the willies you know whatever the the shiver that you get kind of feeling kind of runs across yeah, the, like yeah whatever you want to call it you get that kind of uncomfortable feeling it goes through your body for a second and as you both kind of look at each other um you kind of catch out of your peripheral you both look over your shoulder out of the, uh, a large muscle car is coming up on you quick uh-oh. The top is the top is down, and you can see three folks in the car, all dressed in uh, business suits, all sporting half masks that cover the top part of their faces. All f- uh, all of the half masks have four horns. Oh uh, no, you, claim. There's a large man, uh, very muscular, big dude, probably bigger than Buddy. He's driving. There's a there's a smaller man, more athletic build. Uh, you can see he's got maybe some sort of armor on his arm. Uh, and then there's a woman. Uh, she's actually sitting up on the, the back seat of the car, uh, the top of it, where it would become the, the trunk. And she's holding on her shoulder a rocket launcher, and it fires towards your car. So I'd like to humbly submit that... Um... Man, you would need to be in the back seat to notice that, especially when you're driving and you're you're you know aware of other cars. And... Oh no, you could you could you could see the the car now. I was just giving them the awareness of the view as opposed to the rocket speeding towards the car. Being oh, my first thing everybody saw. oh my goodness, baby! Tommy here from Taco Tanos with our specials of the week. From the bar, our patented Molotov Mojito. That's hot. That's cool. Also on the menu this week, our killer quesadilla with thermite sauce. 
so spicy, you can see through time. We guarantee it. And finally, for the big appetite, the Double Barrel Burrito. Double the flavor, double the deliciousness. And if you're really hungry, make it a magnet. That's the Taco Tano's right on the stretch in downtown Seaside City. Tell them Tommy sent you. I take evasive maneuvers and uh, uh, I drive up I drive up onto the railing sparks flying everywhere nice and uh, let the let that rocket sail over into the ocean so it doesn't cause any kind of an avalanche or, or something do you have to roll I, for that I, I want to lead it up I'm, I'm assuming so I'm just setting the scene yeah I want to lead the missile over that direction and not into the cliffside. I don't want any beachfront property coming cascading down on us. So I'm going to roll a hustle roll, if that makes sense, to 100%. Anton. Yep. Right. And I rolled a nine. There you go. Uh, uh, the rocket whizzes by. It uh, spirals off and splashes into the sea. Uh, everybody is now aware of the situation at hand. These guys are chasing you. Um, I, I jerk the wheel back to the left, get back on the road, and I floor it. All right, they're coming up fast. They're behind you. What's everybody else doing? Two, two questions. Is this a convertible or is this a solid top car? Um, it's, a, it's a solid top car. Right. I made a comment earlier about you know, okay. Sunroof, well, how many how many, feet, how many feet away is the other car? There's a sunroof, though, right? No, it's a wow. race car. I never heard of a sunroof on a race car. Oh, I thought you said a comment about a sunroof. Yeah, no, I was, I was lying. Right. Um, they got windows in the back, baby. Yeah, yeah they we, got windows. There are windows. Are they? Uh, there, yeah, there are. I mean, normally there wouldn't be. There'd be those little, little triangle things, but my it's my expanded. car is expanded. Yeah, it's extended for uh, more seating, so there are actual windows in the uh, back. I guess I'm gonna try to roll down the window and shoot my 38 at these fools. There you go. Um, but but wait a minute. How how many feet away is the other car? I would probably say about a football field's length right now. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a stretched Lancia Stratos. Okay, I'm pulling out my 45 nickel plated and going on it too. Now this is going to make it a little hard for y'all to to aim, but I also, as I drive, I'm going to, um, you know, that thing when in, in a fighter plane where they break and they let the other plane go flying in front of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be similar to that, but I'm going to drive up onto the cliff, you know, up the cliffside. And slow down as I do, and then come back down behind them. At least that's the plan. All right, give it a roll, baby. Nice. I, I'm not only a driver; I'm a stuntman. You, you remember now? I do. There is a roll cage, but <laughs> when, I, when I extended the the car, I I did not extend the roll cage. So those of you in the back, <laughs> I, my apologies. <laughs> Let's see that roll. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, I, feel, I feel I'll learn from this if I live. You fucking killed us. <laughs> Total party kill. Snake eyes. Oh, everybody. You, you, guys. For, you guys experience What the that. hell are you doing, bitch? So you, what actually you end up doing is you, you drive the car into the, the the wall into the not not up it yeah so uh, and it stalls out 
and now they are they're they're pulling up. They they stop, and all three of them jump out. Well, hey man, well, the will be easier now. <laughs> do I have to shake it off, or can I get out? Right yeah, now? like how are we in the car? Like he tried to <laughs> roll this. I mean, did the car roll over? No, no, it just it just ran into the. Uh, it, 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 he got enough that you guys didn't die, um, but you're shaking. So I'm gonna say that you're all uh, well. Well, let's 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 do a roll. Let's do a roll. One second, let me. I believe. So he just smashed the car into the wall. Yeah, pretty much. What are we rolling? Hustle. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's uh, roll. The problem was was that puppy that walked out into the road in the last <laughs> second. And couldn't hit the right angle. So let's all roll a let's all roll a hustle. Oh, I got a hustle. Donnie's fine. Ah. Wow! Wow! Nice. <laughs> Oh, I fucking I fucking die. Vanessa dives out the window just as the <laughs> she sees it coming, so she dives out the window just at the last second. Tucks and rolls. Buddy got fucked up on this. Buddy got worked. <laughs> I survived. I'd be I su- really surprised if Buddy was agile enough to get. It. I'm not. I su- I, su- I survived a plane crash, but will I survive Dan's driving on the next episode of? Uh. Oh, we ain't calling it quits yet, y'all. Uh, so, so we are on a cliff. Uh, we got somebody go hang on it. So the car, the car pulls up, and uh, the three of them jump out. The first one is a large, muscular man in a black suit. His half demon face mask is black, and each of the horns is golden. All four of them. He has golden canine teeth, uh, like he has, um, you know, his like like false teeth, like a grill. Yeah, pretty much. Like Lil um, Wayne? <laughs> no, like Jaws. Yeah, more like Jaws. Um, on his big-ass meaty fists, he's armed with large brass knuckles cast in gold. Uh, the second one... That would be gold knuckles, then. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't want to say large gold knuckles because I didn't know how you guys would interpret it. So they're brass knuckles made of gold. Gold knuckles. Uh, um, the second the one is an athletic-built man. He's in a black suit. His half-demon's face mask is gray with silver horns. Uh, his left arm uh, of his suit is rolled up, and the left leg of his suit is rolled up, and he has X-Tech limbs. Uh, his, his left arm oh, and man. leg... Everybody's okay. trying to steal my gig, man. <laughs> the third member of this group... some heavy gigs, too, man. Yeah. The, uh, the third member of this group is an athletic woman. She's in a black suit. Uh, all of these are, you know, the three-piece kind of suits. Um, her half-demon face mask is gold with black horns. I want that for myself. <laughs> she She's has, a Steelers fan, all right. She has a fifty caliber rifle. Oh, my God. Strapped to her back. Uh, fifty she has, caliber? Yeah, it's a real, one of those long-range big rifles. Oh, yeah. It's strapped over her back. And she has uh, two uh, short butterfly swords in each hand. Hmm. Two in each hand? No, I'm sorry. One in each hand. She has two of them. One in each hand. That'd be cool if she was like an octopus. Yeah. She's just... yeah. <laughs> she got four arms, baby. She got hives. And you think if you're watching a TV show, underneath the big guy, it would say solid. Underneath the guy with the X-Tech arms, it would say liquid. And underneath the woman, it would say air. Oh, that's right. You actually tipped us off that this was going to happen. The three forms. Of... Of matter. Of what? 
I don't know, Metal Gear? This reminds me of Metal Gear. So they are menacingly making their way towards you. Uh, I'm going to say... Oh, I know what I'm going to do. Buddy, you're you're shaking. Uh, You're trying to get out of the car right now. Everybody else is already out of the car. Uh, And can engage as as you choose. Is the car on fire or anything? No. How does Dan get... No wonder he crashed. Dan's already out of the car. Yeah, Dan's already out of the. <laughs> Dan just jumped out of the car. I don't know if I'm out of the car. I rolled a ten. Oh, that's that's what Anton said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought okay. I thought everybody had gotten out, but uh, but buddy, but buddy. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Talk I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play dead. <laughs> You're gonna play dead. Is that an actual thing? Do you have that? No, I'm just I'm just making it up that I'm playing dead. I'm just laying on the ground like I'm dead. Actually, you know what it is? It's called rope dope. You make an opponent believe that you're more vulnerable than you really are. So I'm just going to lay there and pretend like I'm dead. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, they, they may well believe you should, make right? a, you should make a smooth roll, see if you could, like, sneak out your pistol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, I mean, or whatever, or, like, as you, as you <laughs> are rolling to the ground. I planned on it, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so you're laying dead, uh, but your arm already, yeah. I mean, I already, I already had my pistol in my hand because I was going to shoot it out the window and uh, Captain Jack over here decided to drive up a mountain and then uh, we crashed. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan drove us right to the fucking mountain. <laughs> so now I'm laying on the ground in the car like I'm dead, but I'm holding my gun, if you will. So I'm good, baby. I'm good. That rolls will undone the, undo the best plans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how does talking figure in this game? Like speaking to free action. You better talk now because what I'm going to do, they're not going to be able to hear you. If I yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm going to shoot somebody uh, on I the off the... on the off chance that it is kind of a mistaken thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there is the the. I mean, I, I'm still convinced that the other ones are definitely bad. These people, I'm not a hundred percent convinced because they may just think that we're in league with them. So, or they might think we'd still have their sword. Uh, which we do, don't we? Yeah, yeah we sure do. Who's yeah. carrying that? I don't remember. I guess it's in the trunk. I don't know. I thought uh, you had it. Me? Well, I did have I did have it at one point. They probably are in the trunk then. Yeah, yeah. I would guess they're in the trunk of the car. Right, Although now I'm thinking that... Bottle. I'm thinking if no one else is getting it, maybe Vanessa will start carrying it. That's what she's thinking right now. That's as good. Oh, I wish I had that sword just, on me. <laughs> At least I got this hunting I'm, rifle I'm, in my hands. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an attempt anyway. I'm gonna put up my hands. I'm gonna as as I do. I'm gonna walk over to my trunk, which also has my hunting bow in it. Right. And I'm gonna say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I think I, you know we've been we've been at each other's necks here for a while, but I don't even really know who you people are, and and. Uh, I have a I have a feeling you don't know who we are either. We ain't no friends of Yuri um, Heimdall, and uh, we also we, we you know we have y'all swords, but that was also just a mistake because we were looking for some other swords, and we ended up with these by mistake. But we didn't mean to steal them or nothing. We were just looking for the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we got this friend Bo Mafune from Texas. It's a long story. I know. I know we're all like about to kill each other, but short version is that he looking for some swords that were stolen from him. 
we uh, we had to you know leave quickly, and we ended up with your sword. But maybe we can. If you in league with Yuri, then you might as well go ahead and unlimber that fifty cal you got there, sister. We go get this on. But if on the off chance we ain't really enemies, maybe we can figure this out right quick. And we got to get to the airfield and stop the city from turning into a bunch of crazed killers. You got all that? Yep. She smiles and starts to uh, walk towards you menacingly. Yeah, well, I don't know if she knows any other way, but are you are you interested in what we call parlay, or are you just, you know, are you just coming over here to try to, you know, fricassee me? We are the Kazuda clan. We do not answer the likes of you, says the uh, the guy with the X-Tech limbs. Well, who do you answer to, then? We, we know answer. all sorts of people. We answer to no one. You have the swords, give them to us. We will kill you quickly. I I uh, I aim the uh, yeah, the it. hunting rifle at the dude with the gold knuckle dusters. Mm-hmm. Not talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit my little sweet spot there in the side, pop the trunk, right, and uh, ooh, yeah. oh, yeah. cool. grab my bow out there. Oh, how does that work? Hold on. And I use the sword as an arrow. <laughs> no shit, dude. If you roll that, this could be I, awesome. I, I just thought of that, but I may well do that. That could be kind of fucking sweet. Well, then I definitely going to do it. Okay, this is smoke his ass, right? That's what we're rolling. You roll yeah. a hustle on a ten plus. You have a clear shot. Deal your damage. You rolled an eleven, and then I rolled. Hey, but while you were doing that, I rolled my rope a dope, and I rolled an eleven. So that means I get something extra for this entire scene, Jack. Okay. Yeah. All right. It hits him, and you seem like you hit him right in the sweet spot, and uh, he kind of staggers back. Ooh. Um, that was crazy. All right, so then Buddy's doing the – you're getting something extra. Yeah, I'm getting some, I'm not – I haven't done anything yet. I'm just laying there with my my gun in my hand. In I'm, and I get to pick what the extra thing is, right? Um, no, it's just I just get an extra dice okay. when I okay. roll. So I get, I'm get i rolling three dice instead of two for this, and I drop the lowest one. Awesome. Um, and then we're going to see what Johnny does. I'm going to use my God of Thunder attack. Okay. If uh, if I roll a seven to nine, I deafen one target, and uh, they're they're at a disadvantage for the rest of the fight. If I roll a ten or better, I get multiple deafened and disadvantaged. Uh, oh shit! Group. Okay. So I'm pulling out my guitar. I'm rocking. All right. Okay. That's a big wow. roll. Okay. Um, That's as good as you can get, baby. <laughs> and then just, uh, if you can feel the air vibrate, you riff out this this awesome, awesome. I'm wailing on a guitar, baby. Uh, and the, the sound is melodious and powerful, and it shakes them. Uh, you seem like, uh, it seems like uh, air and solid are shaken to their core. Solid's already been shot. So now he's staggered. Air, she she kind of puts her fists to her ears. She doesn't put her swords down, but she definitely like kind of oh covers her ears. And uh, it seems like liquid isn't affected, and he starts running straight for you. I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot at his ass. Well, give me one second. Okay. 
Um, so we're going to see what uh, Dan is doing, and then you can shoot at his ass. All right. I'm going to grab... I'm going to do what I said earlier. That's awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to notch one of their swords, and I'm going to fire that right through the heir's head. Oh, shit. Okay. Do it. That's fantastic. Oh, man. Make this roll. Make this roll. Remember, they're staggered around. They're at a disadvantage. So. Keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a cannon film shit, man. Okay, let me grab a. Let me grab the because these have these have effects and abilities. So you shot a, a sword like an arrow with your bow and shot him right in the face. Yes, sir. Magic, a magic shot, shot her right in the face with a, with a twelve. She's air, right? I yeah, she's air. You hit her in the chest. You didn't hit her face. If you had rolled uh, double, if you'd gotten two sixes, I'd have said you hit her in the the face. But you you got her in the chest. You definitely. T- I'll you, take it. Um. Hold on. Here, of course, I also say, "Here's your sword." <laughs> the uh, you, you watch as the blade enters through the the chest, and there seems to be a sound like panpipes playing, and then there's uh, there seems to be other flute instruments start to erupt, and then there's the sound of uh, some horns. There's the sound of you know different types of horns. Uh, you know, you might pick out a saxophone in there, possibly a didgeridoo. All of these air-based, uh, you know, all these wind instruments start to kind of play, and there's a crescendo, and it all kind of gets to the point where you guys can't hear anything. It's like a, it's just white noise. Every, it's almost like you're deaf. Um, and then her body begins to fracture like glass and shatter and fall to the ground. And then sound returns. So what happens when you battle the bands with me, baby. Alright, so <laughs> negotiations have been reopened. <laughs> we we need to get going. I think um I think it may be in y'all's best interest to turn around and go back up the highway there. Buddy, are you gonna take your shot? He, they don't have to listen to me, obviously. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Three, three d six. Nice. Are you shooting to the big dude? I take the two highest rolls, so it's a nine because I it's a minus ones, but nine is still pretty good. Which of the two targets are you shooting at? I'm shooting at the big dude. Okay, cool. Yeah, you pop him hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, with yeah. the with the thirty eight, which is a uh, two harm close, if you will. So, so that makes him at, that puts him five damage. Yes. So he drops. Uh, okay, so Liquid is running straight at Johnny. He he's just booking it towards you. His uh, it seems like the X Tech leg extends and the X Tech arm extends as he's running. So it's like he has this really weird gait pattern where one leg is longer and he's almost using it as like a propulsion. So he's kind of moving it at this weird kind of loping gait as he's moving towards you. All right, <clears throat> and he. Puts one hand on your shoulder, clears you, lands on the back of the car, and makes a, son of a bitch, and makes a grab for the other sword. Yep. So that was his action. Where are we at? Where are we at with this? John? We're back at the top of the order. Vanessa, what are you doing? <clears throat> so is uh, is that guy close to me? 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he's close enough you can pull, put a shot on him. He's right on top of me. Yeah. Uh, the Beretta. Okay. Would it, be, would it be overkill to shoot him with a missile launcher? <laughs> <laughs> we, we need those for the I mean, at this point, that's, what's overkill? Yeah, I was thinking about that, though. We need to save our ammo for sure for the... Vanessa would only brought a few, like, you know, as much as you can carry. Wouldn't Yeah. Probably has, like, four of them. Who oh. knows how many planes we have to shoot down. So we hit I think two. Buddy said four. Uh, so 11, so... Um, no. Two damage. All right, so he took two. It looks like... Um, pop, pop. It, it hits him. The, the, and it looks like he, he's almost... Uh, he doesn't register. You can see the, the bullet entered his body. You can see he's bleeding. Okay. It seems like physicality-wise... He's, he's focused. Yeah, he's very focused. He, he doesn't register it. Um, so that would be... That's what I, that would be all I could do, probably, yeah. I'm also yeah. wondering what, what his... Um, you know, what his deal is, because he's, uh, he's liquid and he wasn't affected by the, uh, the sound. So then we, we jump to Johnny... Uh, I'm I'm in proximity of him as yeah. he's trying to get into the car. He's he's on I'm the gonna, back of the car trying to reach into the trunk. I'm going to try to grab him with my extendable arm and throw yeah. him off. Okay, I'm fight with the bionic men. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> would that be uh, Would that be a might or a muscle? Yeah, that would be a might. You uh you reach out with your your bionic arm and he seems to just kind of move as you reach for him. Uh, he's still, he's still kind of digging in the, trying to dig into the trunk, but you, he just seems to kind of skirt around your arm as you go to make your go-go gadget grab. Kind of having some bionic envy. Yeah, my bionic leg would be pretty cool too, man. <laughs> this guy's tech looks, uh, looks a little more advanced than yours, which registers to you is kind of weird. Yeah, because you're from the future. <laughs> okay, keep it to yourself, buddy. Oh, sorry, baby. Um, so I didn't. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't say that in character voice. You understand? That was in Bob voice. <laughs> and now it would be Buddy, right? And All then right. Dan. Yeah. All right. So I am still kind of. Am I up now, or am I still kind of maneuvering? Because you're I'm still kind of. Yeah, you're still kind of maneuvering in the back seat. Okay. So then. Uh, so okay. So can I try to shimmy my way out of this car and grab this dude? You can shimmy your way out of the car. I don't think you could. Shimmy and grab. Okay, so I'm gonna try, I'm gonna get out of the car. Okay. Don't, don't worry about the back window. You wanna you wanna like burst through that or shoot through that. That's fine. I can replace. Because well, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out like the car. It just ran into the wall. It's not like tipped over or anything. No, no. It just it just ran into the wall. Straight, okay, so straight so down. this dude is fidgeting with the trunk, and I'm still in the back seat of the car. Yeah, his back is to the back window of the car. Okay, so I'm just gonna try to shoot through the window then. Wow. Okay, then I'm going to just reload my pistol. Then I'm going to cock my pistol, and I'll just wait till the round comes back. As much as I would like to shoot him with my bow again, uh, I am actually going to deliver a beatdown nice. with that knife that I got from, from Vanessa before we left the club. Okay. And, uh, and my intended goal of this is to uh, pin his hand to the roof. Okay. With the knife. Metal hand or flesh hand? Well, flesh. Okay. I think that makes more sense. Hmm. I thought I'd ask. I, 
Yeah, I mean, so if you want to tear off your own arm to 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 leave, that's fine. But my my uh, idea is that he won't be willing to do that. Okay. All right. So let's see here. I'm not very mighty, but we'll see what happens. I got an eleven. Damn! Nice. nice. Cool. Five and a six. So you, I get uh, to do I get to do damage, and I get to do what I wanted to do. Yep blind hold or otherwise disable your target and my idea was was that was what I said it would be like a hold to pen his hand to the top of the car uh, yeah mm-hmm. alright so it's a two harm and uh, and then I do that as well as that is that's going to work up to you obviously but that was that's what the intention was okay uh, you you know you flip the knife around you stab it through his hand it goes right into the top of the car uh, Buddy sees the blade come through the roof of the car. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can see the black blood from uh, the wound starting to pool underneath his hand. And he looks at you, and his eyes look a little weird. And he kicks <laughs> off with his robot foot. It extends, pushing him like a pinball, uh, you know, the, the plunger on a pinball machine. It pushes him away from the car, ripping off his arm, uh, his flesh arm, about elbow, uh, Damn. You know, about where the elbow is, um, leaving his hand and forearm attached to the hood of the car. Jeez Louise. He launches. That's, then, prob- if, that's probably a few hit points. If I still have time uh, after that happens, then I slam my trunk shut. He launches himself into the air uh, over the party, kids uh, to a stop. Uh, next to the sword that's already on the ground, and you, uh, you all get one more action before he takes his next action. Oh, open fire! <laughs> Let him have it. So yeah. we'll jump back to top of the order, which would have been Vanessa, I believe. Oh man, it was. We might yeah. want to think. We might want to think of something we can try to do to this guy that doesn't involve. Blunt force or whatever. Uh, take out his other arm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. That might, that might be a lot harder to do. I the Black Knight. He's the Black Knight from Monty Python. Right. <laughs> it's only a flesh wound. Well, in this situation, just I'll fucking just shoot him again, man. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it. No way, Jose, this guy. He's <laughs> 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 like the penguins. <laughs> oh, yeah. 11 again. I'm just hitting 11. Got him. That's three damage? Yeah, three more damage. He, uh, he put a hole right through his stomach. You can see uh, you see that black blood oozing. Uh, he looks he looks pretty pretty hurt, man. He looks like he's down. Not down yet, but he looks like he's close. Okay, All right, man. All right, yeah. there's hope. There's hope. Cool. Uh, Bobby or Johnny? Glasses, uh, turkey. It would be oh, Johnny, then Bobby. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna shoot this tur- shoot this jive turkey right in the head. Okay. Oh, double sixes! Wow! Double sixes. Fuck. His dead is his yeah. His head snaps back. 
and you think you think that he was going to get away with it, but uh, but that no, bullet. No, I, I never thought that. But a bullet clears right through his skull, shatters his mask, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's it's picturesque. Just slow motion, fall backwards, and he collides with the ground, and the three forms have fallen. All right, guys, we we don't have time to celebrate. Let's let's get back on the road as long as my my car is still drivable. If not, we can take their car, baby, because they didn't run it into a fucking mountain jack. That's a good. That's a good point. But what you don't understand, uh, buddy, is that's the fifth or sixth time I run into a mountain. Well, really this be, you know what? It may be the fifth or sixth time, but it's gonna be the last time, buddy, gets in the car with you, baby. It really kind of overrated <laughs> mountains. Yeah, I, that was that was actually probably the second best time after I, I run into a mountain. <laughs> um, so I I go over I, I run over real quick and grab this the other sword the one I shot like an arrow and I throw it in my trunk I close my trunk I hop back in the car uh, I I asked Johnny to help pry me away from the side there of the mountain and and we and we get rolling does the car run yeah the car's having problems starting then we gotta switch cars baby all right I uh, I, I got man, my I don't know. Um, I roll, uh, I roll a brains roll and I use my repair kit, which I wrote here on my character sheet that I actually really do have and didn't just make that up. Yeah, I'm just, I'm scoping out in the distance with, you know, it would probably take you about 15 minutes to fix the car. Oh God, you're killing me. I'm just, you ran it into the mountain. <laughs> well, I, I realize. Well, uh, while I have 15 minutes to wait, I'm going to be checking out this guy's, uh, you know, bionic arm and leg. You said it looked more advanced than mine. Yep. Time uh, for an upgrade there. I'm going to scope it out. Upgrade there, Johnny. <laughs> I'm going to scope it out and take a look at it. Maybe. Uh, Apparently, his limbs are detachable, so if you want to like take that with you, I'm going to cl- uh, also uh, Vanessa will, will stroll over and collect that sword he was going for. Hey, um. You know, no, I think I'll just carry this. <laughs> Did any of y'all know about anything about fixing cars? Maybe, uh, maybe Anton will let us um, uh, have you have helped me on the roll. I think you can do that. Let me check the. Hang on. I think you can assist. Yeah, I was thinking that was that was true too. I think we actually did that last time. Help a brother or a sister out with some hooks. Um, you directly assist someone you have a hook with. Do we have a hook together, you and I? I think all all of your B sides. So yes, technically. Yeah, we. I don't. I just don't have them right written out. But we got. Okay, so help a brother uh, out. All right, so that would be. That's good. Um, take the two highest, so that's seven and then uh, nine. So. So. So it probably cuts off probably about five six minutes. All right. Yeah, if I can uh, if I can extricate this arm without too much trouble, I'm going to bring it with us. Well, the, the, that's the weird thing is the body. Uh, it seems to be. You ever seen what happens if you leave a fish out uh, and it kind of turns into jelly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the body's kind of doing that. The X Tech isn't, uh, which you can now kind of see maybe incorporated a spinal column, an arm, and a leg. And part of a skull. Can I roll a brains to see if I've ever come in contact with anything like this before? Or is this completely new? Well, you're helping out with the car, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'll, I'll check it out. Also, get the other sword too. With stuff with um, X Tech, I get to roll some something extra. Okay. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna check this out to see if it could be any use to me. 
I think we should keep these on our person just in case we have to use them. More and more of these guys show up. That sounds good, baby. So, Johnny, is that a, that's a brain roll? Yeah, well, I rolled a nine. Right. So it's the top two, so yeah, I rolled a nine. I okay. Um, no, no add to that. This would be information that only you would have because you existed from a different timeline. Right. Um, historically speaking, the the tech that you're looking at is actually really, really old. Um, but it looks uh, very, very far advanced to what you're using now. Uh, in the same way that uh, a kitchen table that you buy at Ikea uh, looks very mundane to uh, a handcrafted, uh, takes a couple of years to make um, ancient Japanese table that's carved from a single piece of wood with all the intricacies and details. So, so you're saying he's got Ikea equipment? Oh, no. What I'm saying is the, you know, the, the modernization, clean, everything's clean, everything's very efficient. What the, what the, the corpse had is, um, is incredibly handcrafted, incredibly well made, but so it, so it looks very advanced, but once with the role that he's got, he realizes that it's, it's something you would, you would have seen in a museum. Okay. Uh, since we're stuck here for a little while, can uh, so I, I'm actually fixing the car, so I'd have to ask somebody else to do this. But can somebody, um, somebody who still has pockets, so not not air, I guess. Hmm. Can you can you quickly look and see if they've got any wallets on them or any ID or anything? I'll I guess you'll be going that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't because I'm help. I'm helping you with the call, baby. Uh, Johnny, you need me to uh, help you remove that uh, machinery you got there? And then I'll, no, I'll kind of swing in the, the sword. I'll just pick that. <laughs> I think I'm okay, Vanessa. Thanks. All right. Yeah, um, <laughs> what you, what'd you, what'd you want me to do, Dan? That would be cool. You could cut it off and have a symphony at the same time. No, I was just thinking um, maybe we could find out a little bit more about these people real quick here while we're doing this. Oh, oh man, that shocked me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'll uh, go, uh, see if Vanessa, the big guy or you know has some kind of ID on him. Vanessa will loot the bodies, the car as well, or just the bodies. Uh, try the glove compartment too. Yeah, car. Okay, so you get to Solid's body. He's got the two uh, gold knuckles. Um, he's got his half demon mask. Uh, you check his pockets, and all he has in his pockets is a uh, it's a plastic key fob. Um, okay. And it's got the VizGig Studio logo on it. Uh, it looks like maybe a security badge of some sort to get in and off of the lot. Oh, they are part of that group. All right. Well, why the hell did they fight? Uh, I don't know. You get to uh, you get to the car, and in the back seat, you see a couple of scripts. the uh, The scripts seem to be for a uh, for a movie, the movie is called Solar Siege 2, Doombringer. You mean Solar Siege 2, Doombringer. That's exactly what I mean. I've never um, heard that somewhere before. I can't wait to hear the, the radio trailer for that one. It's a good one. Um, Solar Siege 2, Doombringer is, the, uh, is what's on the, 
the scripts and uh there's a couple of like black and white photos um and in the black and white photos you can see that it looks like the uh there's these biplanes on the back lot of the Vizgig studio set uh that have been fitted with um you know different elements to make them look like uh sci-fi airships uh, uh and it looks like there's a uh, there's four biplanes uh, in these photos, and then there's a uh, there's a stack of paperwork that's with the scripts that looks like um, you don't have a lot of brains, but to you it looks like a bunch of numbers. And uh, you're basically a moron. <laughs> <laughs> the difference it's between a zero and a one is huge. Math is or negative one. I guess. Yeah, it's it's pretty advanced. It's pretty advanced math, and there's a lot of um, maybe chemical equations on here as well. Mm-hmm. Trajectories and ballistics. Mm, there you go. <laughs> so that's what you found in the car. Yeah, buddy, I, I need you to look at something for me. All I'm right, baby. Truth about it. Hang on, I'm trying to help my friend over here with his car. Get, I think I think I got this just about done. All right, let me let me see what you got there, Mama. Shows him everything that Anton just described. All right, so that is no, what seven, eight, nine, ten. So that's a ten. What you notice is that the watermarks that are on the information that you're looking at currently are the same watermarks that were in that uh, that briefcase uh, that you found inside of Yuri's room. Baby, these boys is in some heavy do. They trying to make some kind of fancy engines that run more efficiently than gas models and things of nature. These boys is talking science that we ain't never ever seen before in years and more years, Jack. They trying to take this stuff into the 21st century and beyond, baby. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's bad, right? Vanessa just staring. Vanessa goes, that's bad, right? Yeah, baby. They, 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 gonna, they gonna pay some heavy duty they trying to do some crazy things, Jack. This is all this is all science stuff, Mama. This 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 is uh, not good, baby. I'll put it simply for you, Mama. Oh, this is great. Uh, I, I think about this time I, I turn the key, the ignition, and it starts. And it starts running, yeah. Johnny, what you doing with the, the bits and pieces as you're watching the? If there's the any way I could like, if there's any way I could like take up part of it, you know, without, I mean, an arm or just uh, you know, something to do later and study later, I will. Yeah, you can probably make off with at least the forearm of the tech side. Okay, so okay. I can check out later, at a later date, do some studying on. It. Maybe I could learn how to improve my own. That that might not be a bad idea. So you guys hop back in the car and uh, where are you heading? I mean, those look like the planes they were going to use. So uh, I guess I'll roll a brains roll to see if I understand that they don't need an airstrip. But as far as I understand right now, they still would need one. Okay. The movie studio, does the movie studio have enough room for a biplane to take out? Yeah, that's my question. I'll, 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 I'll speculate aloud also so Buddy can have a, have a, a think about it as well while yeah. he has his bonus. Yeah, you can definitely tell from the black and white photos that it looks like they're planning to launch out of the movie studio. I guess the plans have changed, Mama. We're heading over to the movie studio. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, that's where we're going. All right, you guys are cruising down. You take the exit. Uh, you guys uh, pull into the Double Pond Shopping Center 
outside of Vizgig Studios. You can see a crowd of families with balloons and kids on pony rides. Large tents are set up, big banners. Posters reading, grand opening of Captain Jack's Happy Hamburger Hut is emblazoned across one of them. Uh, the posters for the new release of uh, the Solar Siege franchise, Solar Siege 2 Doombringer. Uh, it shows the face of the franchise's main actors, Mark Fisherman, uh, Kate Hamilton, and Ford Harrison. Uh, small poster. <laughs> I don't recognize those names at all. No, nah, man, them sounds really weird. Where did you come up with such strange names for these people? Uh, there's a... As you guys are pulling into the parking lot... Ford Harrison ain't never heard of nothing more ridiculous before in all my days. The only thing of these strangers, somebody was named Harrison. Yeah, man, don't make a lick of sense, these strange names. They, uh, as you guys are pulling into the parking lot, it takes you a second to find a space. Um, no, it don't take you no time to find a space. <laughs> I'll park right on top of somebody if I have to. There's a, there's a smaller poster showing a collection of felt-crafted puppets and wild psychedelic colors. Um, but that's partially obscured. Oh, by are we easily distracted? <laughs> well, it just seems strange because there's these, these posters. There's a giant poster of Mark Fisherman. There's a giant poster of Kate Hamilton. There's a giant poster of Ford Harrison. And then there's this poster that looks like it's supposed to have gone up with them that's just kind of sitting over to the side. And that's kind of partially being obscured by a massive Captain Jack's Happy Hamburger Hut mascot, which is uh, essentially just the Captain Jack's, the biggest burger buccaneer in the bay. It's this big cheeseburger with a pirate hat and an eye patch made of American cheese. I honestly don't know what any of this has to do with with any of, while we're here. Well, it's outside the studio. So I mean, I'm I'm looking for. I ain't parking in no parking lot. I'm heading straight for the uh, straight for the where they got the lot. Which is, you have to go through the Double Pines. <clears throat> you have to dr- go through the Double Pines Shopping Center to get to Vizgig Studios. You're not going to just be able to drive onto the lot. You have to walk through a mall to go into the studio? No, the Shopping Center is an open-air shopping area. There just happens to be a grand opening for a fast food restaurant, so there's a crap ton of people here. So there's not really the ability to drive through all of these people to get into the studio. Oh, yeah, there is. All right, so as we come <laughs> up on this, I see all these people and all these all these balloons and everything. I'm, I'm going to look for I'm going to look for like a flatbed truck or something. I'm going to gun it. And I'm going to I'm going to uh, get some air here and I'm going to just jump over these fools. Hey man, roll a hustle. Preferably right through the giant burger fella. <laughs> roll a hustle. Yeah. And oh, let me let me see something here. Hold on, let me see if this fits into anything that I can use my 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 car to give myself a a trick, a, a bonus. I mean, it sounds like some trick driving to me, baby. I'm a good old boy and have that ability. There you go. So it, so it is. Keep your cool. Yes, keep your and, cool. Keep your cool and add your hustle, baby. Fantastic, and that's where my my the fact that this is a race car comes in handy because it has a rather high. I got an I got an eleven. No, it's a good roll, man. So you you uh you gun it towards what looks like the flatbed truck that they brought all of the uh the tents and stuff in on. And uh you take off. You manage to clear the crowd and you uh you land uh in front of the gates of the studio. 
And I'm guessing you guys are going to drive in. Right uh, through. Yeah, right through the gates. All right. You drive right through the gates and into the back lot of the studio. Um, we are here. You have arrived in the studio. Now, stretched out in front of you, there's about uh, 20 gigantic uh, back lot warehouses where different films and videos are being made. Um, there's a couple of open air areas where there are films and things being filmed. Um, but you are now in a labyrinthian uh, expanse of property. And uh, we will pick up the next game with you guys investigating to see if you can quickly find where the, uh, the film is being shot. And that will be next time on Heavy Gigs in Seaside City. Thanks for joining us. It's been a great game, y'all. Bye. <laughs> 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 This time, our B-sides emerge victorious. They were able to dust the three forms, but can they keep the Cthulhu chronic from hitting the streets? Tune in next week to find out on Spirit of 77, Heavy Gaze in Seaside City. 66.6 K-Bomb ends its broadcast day. Just when I spent the last piastre I could borrow